Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. We are going through kind of a three-part series, a loose series, all about creating content for Pinterest. In our last episode, episode 359, I talked about how to create inspiring content for Pinterest. And I took the angle of using the five dimensions that Pinterest lists in their best practices for inspiration. And I really took it from the angle of creating the Pinterest image, how to display these five dimensions of inspiration in that Pinterest image that would lead to your content. But I think one of the key components, actually, I don't think I know one of the key components is that you have to have a system for creating the content. So if you don't have the blog post, if you don't have the video, then it doesn't really matter that you create these amazing images for Pinterest with those five dimensions. You just don't have anywhere for it to lead. So today's episode, we're going to cover why a content calendar is really key for Pinterest marketing. Before we dive in, just a reminder, don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast players to make sure you're not missing an episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Number two announcement for you is that we have just released our 2024 Pinterest Planner. This has been a flagship product of ours since 2016, and we've iterated on it every year since. And I have to say, this may be our best year yet. We've taken all of your suggestions, all your feedback, all your questions about previous iterations, and we've added a new calendar feature, more places to write, and a way for you to get your ideas down and some of your tracking down as well so you can create momentum throughout the year with your Pinterest marketing. Now, I know there's a lot of feelings or thoughts about what it means when I say planner. This is not necessarily a planner for all of your business, although you could use it as such if you really wanted to, but it's more just for Pinterest. So you're going to be marking down what you would do throughout the month, things that you want to create, videos, things like that. And this is a great springboard into the episode we're covering today as far as how to create a content calendar, how to keep track of it. I'm going to share with you my story and then you can figure out how to make it work for you. Back to the planner real quick. We have two options. We have a digital option that you can print off yourself or we have a printed option that can be shipped straight to your door. So scroll down below in your podcast player to get the link to our latest 2024 Pinterest planner in the Simple Pin shop. Okay, let's dive into today's episode all about why a content calendar is key for Pinterest marketing. You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. So first up, I like to think of myself as a content creator. I started creating a few blog posts on my website in 2015 to show the data I was gathering about Pinterest. I had been writing blog posts for a while. This was nothing new to me. I had been working with a friend on her frugal blog from about 2010, um, learning WordPress, learning how to write, really getting, I guess, my words out onto paper, whether it was 
a small blog post or a longer blog post. So this whole idea of writing in a long form content on a blog was not new to me. In fact, I really, really, really liked it. It felt like a way to express myself. And then in 2016, the time came for me to start a podcast. And I made the intentional decision to write an accompanying blog post for each podcast. That was so that I could optimize for both Google and Pinterest, because I knew those platforms needed blog posts. I want to say this here. I'm going to take a little sidestep. I get a lot of questions about, is it really necessary for me to write a blog post for Pinterest? And there have been many years where I have tried to, I guess, kind of be a little more lenient on that line, but the data just tells a different story. And in all the work that we've done with clients, every time someone has an accompanying type of content arm, whether it is a blog or whether it is video or YouTube or something that tells a bigger story, gives context, something that people on Pinterest can go to, to warm up to you. The results on Pinterest are better than those who do not have that. Maybe they just link to a product listing, kind of creating new Pinterest images, which is perfectly fine. But I will tell you, in order to make more sales, whether it be your own products or affiliates, it is really essential that you have a content arm. And so I know there's a lot of people who are new to business and it feels like there are so many things on your plate. And I understand that. Actually, I have a second business. It's just under my name, kateall.com, where I help agency owners really try to figure out how to start, grow and scale their agency. And for a long time, running two businesses was really hard for me. So I made a decision to just do a podcast. And that podcast would be my content arm for a while. Now, I started out doing blog posts that accompanied that podcast, but I was stretched way too thin. I need some help over there. But I'm still writing the podcast. I'm still creating it. That being said, I'm not leveraging Pinterest at this time for that business. But when I do, I'll go back through, we'll create blog posts, and we'll really get those up and running. All that to say, content is key for Pinterest. And I can't really find a way around that. Okay, let's step back into this. Okay, when I was creating my podcast and the accompanying blog posts, I needed a way to keep track of it all. So I started with a simple spreadsheet. I'm not an overthinker when it comes to systems. I find that sometimes, well, I I know that systems break. In fact, as we grow, things change, things iterate. You have new team members and a spreadsheet sometimes is a universal language that we all speak. We know how to use a spreadsheet. So this spreadsheet had dates it had episode numbers. It had the title of the blog post. It had the titles that would go on the pins, the keywords that we would use in both Pinterest and in Google. So this one central place where everybody could find everything. Then from there, each line would be linked to an appropriate Google Doc, where we would build the show notes for each episode and give a framework for what the podcast was going to be talking about, what the blog post was going to be covering. This helped keep all lines of communication open from me to the editor, to the writer, to those doing SEO. Now, if you don't have all those people on your team, it's still really essential that you set up the system that includes all of those pieces because you never know when somebody will come in to help you along the way. 
So now that we had our system for how we were going to execute what we were doing, we needed a system set up where we could gather ideas and planning what we would keep talking about as the year went on. And this is where our quarterly planning meetings really came in. Again, if you don't have a team, you can do these quarterly planning meetings by yourself. Here's a few simple questions I ask myself. Are there any updates to address in my niche? So for me, that would look like, is there anything new on Pinterest that I need to cover or talk about? Is there any new feature of something that people are talking about that needs to be addressed or explained? Any place people feel stumped or confused? What got good engagement last time? So this requires us to go back to our numbers and look at them and analyze what did well, what didn't do well. And if something did do well, it had higher than normal numbers, it indicated that people might really want to learn more about that particular topic or subject. So how could we go deeper on that? And then can we do any videos with each post to kind of help boost learning and content reach? These can be short form videos that we use for Instagram, but we also then repurpose for YouTube and Pinterest. So from there, what we do is we go through and we fill out our titles and our topics we think we're going to cover. They're loose. You don't have to be held to these for sure, but at least you have a loose content plan for your quarter. Then every few weeks, I sit down to write out all the show notes. I don't go super detailed unless I'm going to need to tell more story and I don't want to lose my train of thought. That's something that can easily happen when you're podcasting is you can go off on a tangent or you can think about something different. And then all of a sudden, you are way off topic. And one of the things I've learned, not only being a podcast listener, but doing podcasting is I want to make sure that the time you dedicate to this is worth it. That as you're listening, you can take away snippets that are really valuable in your business and it doesn't feel like a waste of time. So in order for me to make sure that I do that, I need to have a pretty good outline, pretty good details of my show notes. And then I will go in to record the podcast. And so goes the rinse and repeat process. So having this content calendar not only supports the broader part of my business, but it also supports the Pinterest marketing part of my business because Pinterest is our number one traffic driver with social. It blows all of them out of the water. And so we want to make sure that whatever we're doing is also getting repurposed in an effective way over there. So oftentimes we'll go look into Pinterest analytics. I really like Pinterest analytics these days. I think it's super helpful. In fact, um, I'm going to open it up right now as I'm recording this podcast with you. And there's another element that I get a lot of questions about when people ask about when they're creating their content calendar, and that's audience insights. And I have to admit to you that I don't I really like it. I don't use it that often. I don't think there's a lot of good information in it besides looking at maybe the age and the device that people are using. I always find it fascinating to look at my total audience versus my total engaged audience. And then I'll kind of see that a lot of my people are on iPhone, but a lot of them are on the web, actually. Those are my top two. And then Android after that, iPad, mobile web, and Android tablet. And then obviously I can see that most of it is female and a majority of my audience actually is 55 plus, which is interesting. So I will look at that maybe once a year, but it's definitely not something that I consult 
when I'm looking to create my content calendar. I would go into consult the overview of analytics more than anything else. And even though we have the trends tool, we have a podcast on that if you need to learn more about what the Pinterest trends tool is. I do like it, but I tend to only use it when I feel stumped. I want to let our analytics, our um, podcast, I guess, numbers and downloads, which we're almost at 3 million, which is crazy. But I want to let those really guide what people want to learn more about instead of going to what Pinterest has. Now, let me make a note about that, especially if you're new, if you're new in business. If you don't know yet, like you don't have enough data, go to the Pinterest trends tool. It's very similar to what you would probably consult if you were looking for anything with Google. You can get some ideas and you can fill out the section of your spreadsheet. That's all your idea generating things that maybe people want to learn more about. Now, I do know that when people create their content calendars, I've seen a few options. Some people put them into buckets. I just recently saw this in a spreadsheet that I looked at where people were looking at testimonials, like really selling the aspect of your product, looking at the origin story, looking at the features and the benefits, looking at all these different dimensions of how you can connect with a consumer. I think that's such a great idea. I've never gotten into the groove that way. I really just, my groove is around what my people are interested in and what I can talk about. But I definitely think for me, there's a challenge in 2024 to try more buckets that hit some of those things and see how they do. So as you might have guessed, I am a firm believer that people still like content. And the idea that blogging is dead may just mean that blogging itself is dead, but content creation is not. People most certainly consume short and long form content all day, every day. And there's a debate to be had around whether or not short form content is going away and long form content is coming in. Regardless, it's important to have a content calendar that's going to help you stay on top of that and be consistent for the people who are looking for the type of content that you create. Okay, so what do you do when you get ideas from readers or buyers asking you to cover something in particular? Write that down too. That is like gold if somebody writes in and says, will you cover this topic? Will you go over this piece? Again, that goes into planning. I know some people are real pen and paper people and the spreadsheets are not your thing. That is where maybe something like our 2024 Pinterest planner can really help you out. We've added more pages and notes and an actual calendar page where you can write some of that information there. It's spiral bound, which I love because then you can like flip it over. I'm a big fan of college rule notebooks and this has that same feel to me. All right. We'd love to hear from you. Always, you are active listeners, people who have been loyal to this podcast for years. We always want to hear from you. We want to know what content creation system you use, what helps you stay consistent. You can DM us on Instagram. You can tag us at Simple Pin Media with a picture of that. We would love to share. We are active over shares of all the things. And I know our audience would love to hear about how other people are creating their content calendar and how they're staying consistent. Because part of the hard part in this online business 
is coming up with content ideas. We're definitely not idea poor when it comes to all the things we want to try in our business. But when it comes to connecting with our audience, we sometimes need some inspiration and ideas. And we would love to have yours. So we have one more podcast left in 2023. We are going to be covering next up in kind of our loose three-part series, how to create content from the Pinterest trends tool. So I addressed that a little bit here. We have that previous podcast about what the trends tool is, but I'm going to do a walkthrough with you in this podcast as to how I would use it, which is going to be a little bit interesting, a little bit of a different podcast. I'm going to be clicking around as I talk to you. If there's ever anything that you need more visual learning on, we do have our YouTube channel. You can hop over there and you can see some visuals of how that works. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Simple Pin Podcast. We love, we love it. We appreciate it. And we never take it for granted. So thanks again for listening. 